0: Hello, and welcome to Filling the Sink, a podcast from Catalan News. My name is Lucia Benavides, and I'm the new host of the program. Today, we'll be talking about the approval of Catalan as a co-official language in the Spanish Congress. As of September 19th, Spanish MPs can address Congress in Catalan for the first time ever, as well as Basque and Galician. Spanish Prime Minister Pedro Sánchez agreed to pro-independence party's demands to grant these three languages official parliamentary status. Some see it as a step towards a more plural and multilingual Spain. The next step is the European Union, where Catalan could become the 25th official language there. Today, we'll be hearing from the president of the Plataforma per la Llengua, which is the leading Catalan language NGO, and a language science professor from the University of Pompeo Fabra. I'm joined by reporter Lea Belayeva. Hi, Lucia, and welcome. And Lorcan Daugherty, whom listeners may remember as the previous host.
1: Hi, Lucia, it's nice to be passing the baton on to you.
0: He's still on the Catalan news team, just as a reporter now, so listeners, you'll still be hearing his lovely Irish accent, not to worry. (laughs) Before delving in, let me give you a brief intro about myself so we can get to know each other a little bit better. Again, my name is Lucia Benavides. I'm an Argentine-American journalist and writer. I've been living in Barcelona for about six and a half years. Until now, I've worked as a foreign correspondent for U.S. media. So, this is a nice change to join a local news outlet to be able to come into the office, see my coworkers in person. If
1: they don't have COVID, like per Lea.
0: It's true. Lea is joining us by video chat today. Um, so, let's get started. Lorcan, what exactly does this news mean to have Catalan in Congress and possibly in the EU?
1: Yeah, it was funny. It was, uh, you know, the Catalan language is, has been around for over a thousand years, uh, yet these two things coincided on September 19th, 2023, to make it quite a historic day in, in, the, in the history of it, uh, politically speaking anyway. Um,
0: and how long have they been trying to get these languages approved?
1: Yeah, well, in Congress, I suppose since the Congress, as we know it today, was created in December 1978 as part of Spain's transition to democracy after the Franco dictatorship. And really, there's been calls since then to have Catalan and other languages apart from Castilian Spanish recognized uh, or used in Congress. The Spanish Constitution talks about the indissoluble unity of the Spanish nation, uh, but also the right to autonomy of the nationalities and regions. So there's always been this tension. And and similarly with languages, Article 3 of the Constitution says Castilian is the official Spanish language of the state, and the other languages will also be official in the respective autonomous communities. So that basically means that Catalan had recognition in Catalonia, also in the Balearic Islands and the Valencian region, but not throughout Spain, so not in Congress, for example.
0: I see. Okay, so it's not the first time that Catalan is spoken in Congress, right?
1: No, uh, it's the first time that it's been allowed to be spoken, really. Uh, But there's a long history of Catalan MPs who have, uh, you know, spoken in Catalan, uh, or attempted to speak in Catalan, it usually resulted in them either, you know, having their mics caught or if it, if they continued to attempt to speak in Catalan then eventually being asked to leave the chamber.
0: So on September 19th it was the first time that it was done in a legal matter, so to say.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: So let's hear what the first formally allowed Catalan words in Congress were like.
1: Jo vull aquí parlar en català primer perquè perquè puc, gràcies a l'escola catalana, segon perquè és la llengua del meu país, tercer, perquè és una llengua que estimo tant, que és la llengua que vage escullir parlar amb la persona que més estimo d'aquest món, que és el meu fill.
0: That was Gabriel Rufián, the spokesperson for Esquerra Republicana. Lea, what exactly did he
2: say? Yeah, so he said that here today I will speak in Catalan first because I can, thanks to the Catalan educational system. Second, because it's the language of my country. And third, because it's the language I love, the language that I chose to speak with the person I love the most in the world, my son.
1: I think it was also interesting that he referenced how he was a, a, a proud son and grandson of Andalusians, making the point that Yeah, it was because of his Catalan education that that he was able to speak Catalan, you know what I mean? So making a political point in a way that uh, obviously he believes that the Catalan education, the linguistic immersion system that exists here has to be maintained because that's also a bit of a political issue.
0: Right, right. So how does this work to have Catalan as a co-official language? I mean, not everyone in Congress speaks Catalan or Galician or Basque for that matter. Will there be translators? How how does that work?
1: Yeah, so there's a simultaneous translation system. Uh, I think there's six translators per session and headphones for en- everyone who needs them. Uh, there's also there's two giant screens that are already in the chamber and now they're going to put subtitles on them. Interestingly, MPs also have the right to speak r uh, which is the variety of Occitan spoken in Baldaran here in Catalonia, in the Pir- Pyrenees, and also Asturian and Aragonese. So these are the three languages. But uh, if they do speak in those languages, MPs will have to translate them themselves. But for Catalan, Basque and Galician, there'll be a translation system.
0: Great, and is that going to be very costly or is this something that's already in the budget?
1: Well, we've got some figures. Uh, The translators are going to be self-employed and they're going to earn 80 to 100 euros per hour and they'll be hired uh, depending on the needs of the session. There are plans for Congress to purchase more equipment in, uh, in the future. But for this year, they've rented some, uh, relay equipment at a cost of just under 46,000 euro. And they've also spent, uh, just under 8,000 euro on headphones.
0: Okay. Okay. And why is this happening now? What about the current political climate made, made it a kind of perfect moment to get Catalan approved in Congress?
1: Yeah, basically, it's all down to the parliamentary arithmetic. We had an election in July, uh, which resulted in a a very hung parliament. No party has a majority. The Conservative People's Party won the most seats. But it was actually the runners up, the socialists, that are in a better position to do deals with the other parties and to try to win a majority of support in Congress. So as part of that, there have already been negotiations going on, first to elect a parliament speaker, the the congressional speaker. And uh, Basque, Galician, and Catalan parties demanded that in return for uh, giving their support to the socialists uh, to to choose a parliament speaker, that Catalan, Basque, and Galician would be made official in Congress. And also, as we'll be talking a little bit more about, uh, pushing to get it recognized at the EU level as well.
0: So, Lorcan, you went to the Plataforma per la Lingua's offices, right?
1: Yeah, it's in a lovely part of the old town of Barcelona. Uh, I spoke to Oscar Escudé, who is the head of this organization. He told me how the organization feels about uh, these recent developments, both in Congress and the EU.
0: Great. Let's hear what he said.
3: Well, I'm Oscar Escudé. I'm the president of Plataforma per la Lengua, which is an NGO. Which works for the promotion and complete normalization of uh, Catalan and the linguistic rights of Catalan speakers, which are a bit more than 10 million European citizens, and we work it very specially as a tool of social cohesion, because it's uh, already demonstrated since l- l- long ago that. Uh, If you live in the Catalan-speaking area and you use, now and use Catalan, you've got better chances of progressing in society.
1: When it comes to Catalan in Congress, Oscar can't help but wonder why it's taken so long to get to this point. After all, Spain transitioned to democracy four and a half decades ago following the death of
3: dictator Francisco Franco. Well, we think it's positive. It's coming uh, 45 years late. But it's a positive situation that if if a state has different languages, their citizens have different languages, those languages are represented with uh, absolute normality in their institutions, so this is a step forward. It's not the last step forward, we need many more to be done, for instance in the judiciary system and many more, but of course it's a positive uh, change that they have done.
1: Another step forward Plataforma per la Lengua have been pushing for is making Catalan an official language in the European Union. Oscar believes, like the changes in Congress, this would bring a certain prestige to the language in some people's view. But it's actually the day-to-day practical effects for Catalan speakers that he's more worried about.
3: The most important consequence of uh, being official at the EU level is that there are many European legislation, European directives, especially regarding uh, consumer affairs that oblige to do whatever issue they are dealing with these uh, directives in official languages of the European Union. So somehow they are putting us difficulties on, of, on the normal use of Catalan in place, and that's the very much the, the most important reason.
1: To persuade any ministers and prime ministers in doubt, Plataforma per la Lengua is running a campaign, Say Yes, with messages from figures including trail runner and mountaineer Killian Jornet, and Manchester City manager Pep Guardiola.
3: What, what, what we're trying is convince, if we could say this word, the 20, other 26 states that have to vote in the Council of the European Union to add Catalan to the list of the official languages of the European Union. And that's the objective. We have made a video with uh, Pep Guardiola uh, as, addressing directly to the uh, Swedish Prime Minister to. Both yes, because the Swedish prime minister was the first one to express some doubts about uh, the, the convenience or accepting Catalan or not. We have had other like Kylian Journe, uh, like president of uh, FC Barcelona, uh, actor Sergi López, which is very known in France, and he addressed uh, to the president of the French Republic. So we hope that they listen our arguments, and they finally say yes.
0: Thank you to Oscar Escudé for taking the time to talk to us. So we just heard him speak about the push to get Catalan approved as an official language in the EU
2: institutions. Lea, technically, how would that happen? Yeah, so actually... It's politically harder than technically. Let me explain it. So technically, the topic is to amend the Article 1 from the resolution from 1958. This resolution defines which languages are the official EU languages. The first step is that a member state will have to propose the topic to the Council of EU, which is made up of 27 member states. Then, afterwards, the all 27 member states will have to agree to discuss the matter in the next meeting. Then, if they agree, then all 27 member states must unanimously vote in favor of amending this Article 1 to include Catalan, Galician and Basque on the list, or whichever other language uh, it may be.
1: Yeah. And at the meeting that happened on September 19th, involving the ministers from from all the various countries, uh, Spain decided not to put it to a vote because they obviously got clear signals while it was being discussed that uh, it wasn't going to be uh, voted in favor. So they decided, well, we'll wait for another day.
0: I see. And do we know when that next date is?
1: Well, the next meeting of uh, ministers is on October 24th. So, uh, yeah, that's one we'll keep an eye on.
2: We'll see if it happens then. Yeah, and just to add, if they, they succeed approving this amendment, then actually the implementation part can take even longer than the voting. The hiring and training of new translators, finding room for them, hiring other staff. An example is that when Irish uh, was made official, it took many years for the resolution to actually come into effect.
1: Yeah, I think Oscar, when I was speaking to him, he actually said 18 years. But he said that it wouldn't be the situation for Catalan because there are there was a lack of translators for Irish, which wouldn't be the case with Catalan. So he was kind of optimistic that the implementation process wouldn't be. As long.
0: Okay, hopefully they learned from the last time too. So I read there's hesitation from some of the EU member states about the possibility of Catalan becoming another official language in the
2: bloc. Exactly. For example, the Swedish Minister for European Union Affairs, Jessica Roswell said that Sweden wants to examine the legal and financial consequences of the proposal in more depth, she says. And Røsvald has also pointed out that there are many minority languages that are not official within the EU. The term minority language is a little bit curious because Swedish has 10 million inhabitants, so how do you define a minority language?
1: In fact, Catalan speakers and advocates often refer to Catalan as a minoritized language rather than a minority language because they say, well, a majority of people in Catalonia speak Catalan, so it's not a minority language.
0: So why are some of these member states hesitant?
2: Well, in short, the recognition has been seen as a slippery slope into the recognition of too many minority languages, this is the point of view of many of the european politicians
0: okay i see so i understand also that this isn't the first attempt at getting catalan into eu institutions
2: Exactly. The first attempt to bring Catalan into the EU institutions happened in 2004 under the then socialist government led by José Luis Zapatero. At the time, an administrative agreement was reached with the different EU institutions to give Catalan co-official status. But Spain did not go all the way and propose to make Catalan official. And what did this co-official status mean back then? Well, it meant that Catalan speakers could communicate in Catalan with the EU institutions. And that sounds very well indeed, but I talked to Vincent Climen Ferrando, professor in translation and language sciences at University of Pompeu Fabra, who said that instead it became very complicated.
4: So uh, for example, if you wanted to um, contact the Commission in Catalan, you could do so, but that would go to Madrid, and Catalan would be translated into Spanish, Spanish would be then sent to uh, Brussels, Brussels would give you a reply in, in Spanish, and Spanish would be translated into Catalan.
2: Now the prospect of getting Catalan approved in EU institutions may still be difficult, but there are two other factors that could be key in
4: order to move things along. Andorra is now negotiating cooperation um, agreement with the EU. Right. And um, they will need they will need to have the information also in Catalan to negotiate, to, to have all the information available in Catalan. So that would also be a reason, an argument for Catalans to push for Catalan to become official. So it, it, I think it's the right moment. And, and also because i um, Spain holds the EU, uh, president, the, the EU presidency of the Council of the, of the EU.
2: Despite Spain's effort, getting Catalan approved by the EU Council is not that easy. It would require an amendment to Regulation 1 of 1958, which is the regulation that determines the languages used by European institutions. And amending this regulation requires a unanimous vote in favor from all 27 member states. So far, a number of countries, including Sweden, Finland, and France, have raised concerns about the economic costs. But why is that? In short, the fear of a domino effect.
4: Linguistic minorities in in Europe have never been a top issue on the EU um, agenda. And uh, I think many countries will will fear that if Catalan starts, um, or if the regional and minority languages in Spain start, an open Pandora's box of, of the EU officialdom, then we'll have, for example, the Corsicans uh, who will say, hey, I also want to be official or even um, some reg- some minorities in eastern countries like Latvia, uh, Lithuania, etc., where there is a Russian mm, speaking minority, a very important Russian speaking minority in those in those territories. So. I think the EU doesn't
2: want this to to happen. Interestingly, there seems to be a discrepancy between what European citizens want and what EU politicians are willing to do regarding minority languages. Over the years, there have been various citizen-led initiatives that try to push for more rights and protections for language and regional minorities in the EU. But so far, they have fallen on deaf ears, which is not good enough, according to Winsen
4: you have the institutions or some institutions saying, no, um, we are doing enough. So by doing that, um, the, the, the gap between the EU institutions and, and citizens and Europeans are is becoming wider and wider. Um, so um, I think the EU uh, should do more and should listen more to its citizens. And if citizens claim that more should be done Uh, to protect, not only Catalan, uh, but all regional and minority languages, Uh, the EU should do more, I think.
0: Thank you to Vicente Clement Ferrando for speaking to us. Okay, so what's next? Catalan is spoken in Congress, but we still don't have a government formed. Is this something that could be repealed if we end up having the People's Party govern? I understand they criticized Sánchez's move.
1: Yeah, we didn't address it earlier, but it wasn't universally approved. In fact, it scraped through in terms of votes in Congress, uh, tied in with the the vote for the parliamentary speaker. Yes, uh, People's Party have voiced their opposition to it. Vox, the far right Vox, walked out of the chamber when uh, MPs started to speak in any language other than Spanish. So I suppose it's potentially, if there was a different uh, arithmetic in Parliament, then we could see this change reversed uh, it's hard to know at the minute
0: okay
2: for now it's here to stay for now yeah, and when we're looking at the eu then now we can say is the moment because as recently mentioned the spanish presidency of the council of the european union comes to an end in december of this year so if they want to get to get it through now would be a great moment to do so right timing is everything timing is everything
0: all right, so it's time now for a Catalan Phrase of the Week. It's my first time doing it. So um, I don't know, Lorcan, Leah, who wants to give me a Catalan phrase?
1: Well, I've got one uh, not new. We have done it before back in my very first podcast, so I thought it'd be nice to return to it for your first podcast. And it is Da Mica and Mica Sempla la Pica.
0: Okay, the mica and mica, sompla la pica What what does it mean?
1: So it means bit by bit, the sink fills up It's where we get the name of our podcast from, Filling the Sink Uh, That's the literal meaning And you use it, I suppose, to say that Yes, some things take time uh, gradually Little by little
0: Little by little, you get things done Exactly So it's teaching you patience Yeah and uh, I guess in this case it can be applied to the topic that we covered today, right? Because it took, what, 45 years to get.
1: 45 years since the transition to democracy before Catalan was able to be used in Congress. So yeah, Damika and Mica. <laughs>
0: Okay, well that's all we have time for today. Thank you Leah and Lorcan for taking time to talk to me. Thank you Lorcan for your blessing as I take <laughs> your place.
1: <laughs> that's it. Yeah. You're, you're you're yeah, you are blessed, Lucia.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Um and also thank you to Oscar and Vincent for uh, speaking with us. Um, most importantly, thank you listeners for tuning in. We'll be back next Saturday with another episode of Filling the Sink. In the meantime, you can catch us on social media or email us at fillingthesink@acn.cat. At on behalf of the entire team here at Catalan News, I'm Lucia Benavides, wishing you a wonderful weekend. Goodbye, ciao, adéu.